a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside sources. Inside sources. Inside sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. The new inflation report is out. And while it's a little better than last month, it's still not a pretty sign. Prices rose 8.5% in July. And while we've seen inflation appear on our grocery bill, at the pump, and other places, it's also hitting small business and a very important group of what I think are the ultimate entrepreneurs. Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, as we've been covering throughout the day today, consumer prices rose by 8.5% in July, according to today's latest inflation report. But as we look at those, again, I call them the ultimate entrepreneurs, Utah's farmers. Uh, how are they being impacted? What is it doing to their business? Really pleased to have joining us back on the program once again, Ron Gibson is president of the Utah Farm Bureau Federation. Ron, thanks for joining us today. You're welcome. Thanks for having us. So let's get into this uh, in terms of how this is actually impacting uh, Utah farmers. What are the things that they are see- seeing? What are the things that they're feeling and experiencing uh, with these uh, rise in prices? Well, first of all, you know, as we as we look back, I think agriculture is is the leader in this inflation. And what I mean by that is nine, ten months ago, we were experiencing unprecedented inflation way before the general economy was Mm. and i don't really understand why that is but i know that that is the case and and we're definitely leading that you know we our our input costs so i have a dairy farm and onion business and um you know our our inputs for our onions are up at least 70 percent this year from where they were last year and that's just insane. Like you're, you're. I mean, I mean, for 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 people to actually pay seventy percent more than we were paying a year ago for our wow. food is unheard of. And and yet, if if we don't get that money back to our farmers, then they simply won't economically be able to stay in business. Yeah. And and that's really how agricultural producers are feeling. So so let's break that down just a little bit for our listeners, Ron. Uh, so let's talk about what are those uh, input costs. Let's let's stick with your onion uh, business for the moment. Yeah. Uh, what what are some of those inputs that just help people wrap their head? Again, most of us just show up at the grocery store and think that the you know the unicorns brought uh, all the onions and all the dairy and all the things that we're getting off the shelf. Uh, but those input costs. 
describe some of those. And, and again, the 70% increase in input cost is uh, just mind-boggling. So so let's go. We'll just start right here. Our, our, our number one input cost is fuel, right? Yep. Well, I don't know if it's our number one. It, it drives so many of the sectors. But sure. just alone in the fuel with my dairy and onion business, we're at $55,000 a month from where we were in 2020. Okay, so wow. in a two-year time period. Um, so in 2020, I could buy a load, a semi-load of phosphate fertilizer that we use on, it's phosphate, it's very important for all the crops, for onions, for the alfalfa, for the corn, for everything. But a semi-load of that was $12,000, and, and this year it's $40,000. 40, 40, so, 4-0? 4-0 for one semi-load of, of phosphate. And so so what I'm getting at is those are two two very clear examples other things have gone up like we one of the things that we do in the onion business that's really important is we we use a lot of drip irrigation in utah and we do that to conserve water and um we've been working really hard as an industry to conserve conserve water through the drought and and really just be responsible stewards of that resource well so we have to have drip tape so every 40 inches along across that onion field we have we have a, a a little plastic drip tape line that goes through there, and and that's gone up thirty five percent. And so, um, you know, and and that's based on fuel too. You know, like these fuel prices that we see that you see as a consumer out there, they're not just about putting the fuel in your gas tank. Every single cost that you have is tied to that, mm. right? And and you are seeing it now in the grocery store. I I spent some time this week just combing up and down the aisles of the grocery store, looking at prices, and and you know it's scary to see what what the price of food is done in the state of Utah, and 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 I know that that is a huge impact on on young families on well on every consumer in the state of Utah. Yeah, and, and it's really sad to see, but it's true. It's really there. Yeah, and so I think it's so important for everyone to, to kind of wrap their head around all of these things that it takes. Again, that's why I do call our our farmers and ranchers the ultimate entrepreneurs and and risk takers. And uh, when you're looking at this kind of increase in input uh, before you can ever grow anything, before you can ever get anything to market. Uh, that that is such a, a big driver, and there's all of these things that are sort of leading indicators and lagging indicators. You've obviously been dealing with with fuel uh, long before the rest of us started worrying about uh, if we could actually fill up our tank or if we could only fill it up halfway uh, because it was costing so much. Uh, what are some of the other things that uh, that a lot of the farmers here in the state are are concerned about uh, as we as we try to move things forward and turn a corner on this? Well, so so. It, you know, if I move to the other side, the livestock sector is a big part of Utah agriculture, and um, and the input costs for the feed. You know, anybody anybody out there that has a horse knows that that the cost of hay has just about doubled over the last two years as well, and that's the same crunch that everyone that has um, a, we we call them cow calf operation. That means that 
they have mother cows out on out on the public lands that are grazing and stuff like that and then when they come home to have their babies you know the cows have to be fed for a while and so that little bit of alfalfa that that gets fed to those cows while they're while they're getting ready to have their babies and stuff that cost right there um now if if alfalfa goes from 200 bucks a ton which used to be a high number to $400 a ton which is more in line with where it is today you know if, if it takes about a ton of hay a month to feed that cow and in two months you've got $800 in feed in that calf and that calf might not even be worth $800 in the fall yeah. and we've already spent that just getting the cow to have its baby and so you know our, our beef cow industry is, is is challenged by that and 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 so the dairy industry has those exact same kind of things going on today. And um, that's, that, those are the same feed costs that we have to feed, feed the dairy cows. And so when you see milk at the grocery store that used to be $2 a gallon, and now it's $4 a gallon, these are the reasons why. There's no farmer anywhere that's cashing in on that. Right. This is, this is the, the challenge that, that we all have in that in that business. Yeah. Now r- real quickly, Ron, before I let you go, uh, just give us a real quick snapshot in terms of the labor shortage, the labor market and how that's hitting our farmers and ranchers. So, um, you know, labor is probably all these other things. We hope that the market will correct. We don't like the fact that the consumers will have to pay more, but, but we, we hope that, that it will correct itself that somehow our input costs will get covered with what we with what we bring in for our product but labor is the biggest issue facing agriculture today mm. finding people to do the work to milk the cows to feed the animals to take care of the animals is crazy and you know we have been trying so hard to work with our friends in D.C. to put the partisan politics aside and find a solution for agricultural labor. Help us on the dairy farms. Find, find help that can come from other countries that are desperate for work to come here and do the jobs that we need so bad in America. And, and the reason I say dairy is we already have a a structure in place right now for seasonal workers for agriculture. So our fruit farms and our onion farms and, and those kind of things, we can bring seasonal workers in to work in America. What we cannot do today under any law is bring in workers from foreign countries to work on non-seasonal farms. So a dairy farm, a turkey farm, now, we have a huge turkey industry in the right. central part of the state. You know, the, the pork industry, um, you know, we can't bring workers there. And, and there's not a ton of, of Utahns out there that are teaching their kids when, they, when they're born, you know, you know, we want you to grow up and we want you to be a cow milker. Or we want you to grow up and we want you to go down there and work in those turkey sheds. And, and, and there's nothing demeaning about that. We all need that because we all go to the restaurant and we all eat that food and we just take for granted the fact that it's there. But if we don't fix the labor issue for mm. agriculture in this country, 
I simply don't know what we're going to do. And yeah. so that is something that right now is in the hands of our senators. And and we we really are looking forward to our senators to kind of help us move this forward and try to help fix the ag workforce shortage. Yeah, great insight as always. Ron Gibson is the president of the Utah Farm Bureau Federation. Uh, also, a happy birthday to you yesterday, Ron. Uh, appreciate all you do to help us understand, again, these great entrepreneurs that help us get food and fiber to our tables. Uh, there's so many things that we need to work through, things that need to be done local level, things that need to be done in Congress. Uh, the important thing is we need to get to the conversations beyond the headlines and get it done. With Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.